0: This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ.
1: To do today to begin with is to offer some uh, congratulations to a great couple to KJ, our director of modern worship, and Sarah, who are becoming husband and wife this Friday in Dallas, Texas. Congratulations. (laughs) KJ is a great guy, but I tell you, I never see him more alive when he's in the presence of Sarah. And I understand why. We're so happy for both of you. And uh, we look forward to a celebration here in a couple of weeks at Schweitzer. So y'all invited to do that and share your menus with them. Today we're talking about, y'all was for Texas. There you go, that's what you're talking about. Today we're talking about the Holy Spirit in community. Uh, when have you been moved in your spirit, emotionally, in the depths of your heart? Where, how are you moved? Uh, how are your spirits lifted up? You know, for some of us, it's drama, or it's a movie, or it's, it's a piece of art, or it's a concert or a symphony. We're moved in different ways, and we need that uh, to lift up our spirits. You know, for me, it's, it is uh, watching the St. Louis Cardinals win, and championships. And there's one particular moment in Cardinal history in which I was at Busch Stadium, and it was uh, in 2004. The Cardinals came from behind to beat the Houston Astros. I'm not going to talk about the World Series, Scott, what happened in the World Series, but, but they beat the Houston Astros, come from behind. Jimmy Boy Edmonds made this diving catch in center field to save the game. Scotty Rowland came up, had a drive that down the left field line that put us ahead. And after the game, even though I had never seen those people before and will never see them again, we were hugging, we were kissing, we were, we were just ecstatic. Uh, it was a moment. I've also had moments with the Holy Spirit. I've had moments when the Holy Spirit has lifted me up, and I've had moments when the Holy Spirit has knocked me down. One of those moments uh, at St. John's Methodist Church about 18 months ago, a few of us went down there to this thriving, predominantly African-American faith community, And as we were worshiping that day as one of the few white guys in the room, I have never felt more welcome, more at home, more in the sense of being transported to a different place in my spirit and in my heart. And sometimes those moments happen right here at Schweitzer. I long for those moments. I can't produce those moments. I can't orchestrate those moments. I can't make those moments happen. But I can put the sails up in my boat so that when the wind blows, I can go somewhere. And we can be prepared, and we can be ready, and we can be expectant for the Holy Spirit to come and the more times that the more people are gathered expecting God to move have you ever noticed it just seems to happen much more often and so today what we're talking about here we're talking about the Holy Spirit moving in community and uh, I love the words of Ignatius centuries ago. It's a little churchy words, forgive me. But he says it so well when he says that without the Holy Spirit, God is far away. Christ stays in the past. The gospel, you read the book, it's just a dead letter. And the church is simply an organization. Authority is a matter of domination where personalities just start jabbing each other and flexing their muscles. Mission is a matter of propaganda. Liturgy is no more than an evocation. Christian living is a slave morality where you just got to, oh, I got to live the Christian life, and it's so hard. And that's the way it is without the Holy Spirit. But Ignatius says, but with the Holy Spirit, the cosmos is resurrected and groans with the birth pangs of the kingdom. We are living in a time and a place where our culture in many, many ways is becoming unraveled. We cannot get our act together. We have all kinds of issues going on that tear our country apart. And it is the Holy Spirit that brings us together. And I don't know about what's going on in your spirit today, but when I watch the news, when I see what's happening, when I walk among people, when I just experience my own self centeredness sometimes, there is a spirit that groans inside of me that there is something better. There's life. There's the kingdom of God that Jesus talked about that's to be here and present among us. And I believe... I believe that that groaning inside of me is the Holy Spirit saying, come on now. Come on now. Let's get with the program. The risen Christ is there. The gospel is the power of life. The church shows forth the life of the Trinity. The life of the Trinity. Authority is a liberating service. It's not someone lording it over people and making people do things. No, people in authority serve others, and love others, and are there to bless the common good. Mission is a Pentecost. You step out and you serve and you do things. You package a million meals and the Holy Spirit is present in the meals. The liturgy is both memorial and anticipation. Human action is deified. God shows up. And so today what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in community. And I want to talk about this really kind of in in three ways. How does the Holy Spirit create community? And the first thing I want to say is that the Holy Spirit creates community when the Holy Spirit is allowed to lead. Okay, it's when the Holy Spirit leads. I have people that ask me from time to time, who is running this church? It's an odd question. (laughs) And I don't really know how to answer it sometimes because, well, we have a board and we have a drive team. But really, that's all we got. There's, There's a lot of people put in leadership positions that's given the authority and the accountability to go do. So my answer to those who want to know Who is leading the church? Well, more times than not these days, I'd say it's the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit is moving and active and alive, there's a freeing thing. And things happen. And we are a synergy that's greater than all the individual parts put together. When the Holy Spirit leads... uh, in the book of Acts, you can read about this. It's in the choosing of leaders. They pray over people. They ask the Holy Spirit, who do you want us to send, send out to, on this mission trip? Or, Holy Spirit, uh, who do you want us to be put in charge of this administration of foods? Holy Spirit leads and chooses people. Not based on status or tenure, but on gifting and grace. The Holy Spirit goes and, and tells us where to go and uh, what to do. Holy Spirit lifts Philip out, out into the desert. The Holy Spirit says, no, I don't want you to go there. The Holy Spirit says, I'm going to open up this door here. And so we're not about programming. It's about what is God doing and how can we be a part of it? You hear the difference? It's not us trying to figure out what we need to do as a church, and we sure hope God blesses us. No, it's about following the blessing of God and seeing what God is doing and being a part of what God is doing. And the Holy Spirit breaks down barriers and opens hearts. You know, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, there were Jews and there were Greeks. There were uh, people that were uh, the working class that were there and the rich. There were people of young and old. Uh, there were people of all kinds of different racial and ethnic backgrounds. You tell me what's going to bring this country together, I'm going to tell you it's the Holy Spirit. You might say, well, but we're not a religious country. I don't care. Or you might say, well, we're not a a nationalistic religion. I don't care. I mean, the Holy Spirit can move if the Holy Spirit is invited to move. And it's not about us demanding or putting this on people. It's you and I cooperating in such a way that we believe that the Holy Spirit wants to renew the land. And the Holy Spirit renews the land by renewing the church. And and that's the way it happened back then when the Christians were described as people who turned the world upside down. They didn't have authority. They didn't have political office. They didn't have anything going for them. But they had everything going for them because they had the Holy Spirit. And people who have the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit works in community, we put aside the non-essential religious practices. You know what I mean by that? I mean, these Jewish people were doing ceremonial laws and rituals, and they, they had to decide, are we going to put that on the new believers, on people that are Greeks, that are not coming from our background? In the same way, when the Holy Spirit works in community, you know, people can worship in different ways, and we have different religious pra- preferences, and we have some things that, um, you know, moves us in different ways, and it's fine. It can happen in so many different ways. And we don't put our religiosity on somebody else. But we're free to practice whatever brings us in connection with God. See the difference? When the Holy Spirit works, it it gives us a boldness, so otherwise we just kind of cower down in fear. It continuously raises up new communities of faith, and it opens up pocketbooks where we give without strings attached and without demands. And that's, that's what happens in the book of Acts, and that's what I see happening among us. Last Sunday, I was privileged. Uh, three different people, three different uh, people that are new to whites or they're not members of the church, either walked up to me or said this in the membership class last Sunday. One person said, "You know what?" This person walked up to me real fast and I thought, "Oh my, I'm in trouble." You know what? There's no ego in this church. He says, this isn't about anyone's ego. And I heard another person say, you know what? People in this church are interdependent upon one another. They're not dependent upon any one person. And another person said, you know what? This church really cares about the neighborhood because I live two blocks away and this church came to us. Now that warms my heart and that touches my spirit and God gets the glory because when the Holy Spirit moves, He leads and we got to let the Spirit continue to lead us and direct us where He wants to go. Another thing that the way the Holy Spirit creates community is that the Holy Spirit helps us to focus on community and not ourselves. I want to invite you to look at this uh, work of art, this uh, Impressionist piece by Monet. And when you look at that up close, it may, the closer you get to it, it makes no sense. The brush strokes. You can't see anything close up to it. But when you step away from it and you see the big picture, it comes alive, and you see the beauty, and you continue to see things. In a sense, the farther you get away from it, and so it is in our lives, when I'm navel-gazing, when I'm just seeing life from my eyes, and it's all about my selfie, and my thoughts, and my perspective, oh my goodness, I don't life doesn't make any sense but when I step back and I see the big picture and I see that it's not about me but it's about us and it's about what God wants to do above and beyond any one person I see things that I otherwise would not see I've changed the way I pray from Holy Spirit Fill me. I say now, Lord, fill us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, uh, and it kept coming in the book of Acts on the early church, it, it doesn't come on individuals. It comes on groups of people. The Spirit comes on three or four, or 3,000, or 12, or 120. It's it's not about an individual. And when an individual like Simeon in, in the book of Acts wants the Holy Spirit for his own gratification, he's repudiated by it. Because it's not about us, not about me. It's about what God wants to do and we come alive when we're a part of the whole. You ever have one of those days? I mean, I was just I had one of those days last Thursday. I was supposed to meet with somebody and I had to cancel that that one-on-one spiritual conversation because I was supposed to go to court. And so I went to the courthouse, and I arrived 15 minutes early, and I checked my email, and they'd sent me an email email out 30 minutes earlier that said, you do not have to come in today. Thank you very much. And so I went over to the mud house and hung out in the mud house, and I kept looking at my emails. As I was looking at my emails, I noticed that my flight that I'm taking in uh, November to New Hampshire has been rescheduled by the airlines. I was to fly in at 1.30 in the afternoon because I have a three o'clock conference and the airlines saw fit to redirect my flight where I now arrive at 10 o'clock at night. And so I call Priceline and they call the airlines and you go through that whole rigmarole of things and long story short, they get it all figured out for me. Life is good. But I happen to notice on their return flight, they've got me going into Philadelphia and arriving in Philadelphia 45 minutes after I'm supposed to make my connection flight to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and we go through the rigmo again. I just give it up, cancel everything, hope they give me a refund. And I'm not in a very good mood. But you know what sets me right? I come here. I step onto this campus. I rub shoulders with some of the finest people in the world. Servant people. I go to supper with two or three people. I'm a part of a a spiritual group called the Schweitzer Board. I'm among people that give transformative stories. And I'm a part of this life-giving community. And I go to bed that night and sleep well because it's not about me. And friends, you and I can get so disjointed about our little world. And stuff happens all the time. But it's when I'm a part of the family. It's when I'm part of the community, the life-giving community something bigger and larger than me, that I am whole again because the Holy Spirit is among us. One of the things that we do as a church is we continuously ask the question, what's next, God? How do you want us to reach out next? And one of the things that God is blessing and so we just keep doing it is jobs for life. There's another session next Monday night. I want to invite you to watch this video with me.
0: Hi, my name is Scott Warren. I'm the site leader for Jobs for Life program here at Swipes United Methodist Church. Wanted to talk to you for a couple of minutes just letting you know about our next upcoming uh, session of Jobs for Life, which is on Monday, September the 26th. Jobs for Life is a program that not only helps people get a job, but we also work with them to become solid, strong, long-term employees, and we also work with people who are just stuck in life and just need a little bit of a helping hand to help them get back on the right track. How we accomplish this is by helping people to instill confidence in them, we restore dignity in them, and we let people know that they're just people of value and of worth and they have something to offer the workplace. Our curriculum centers around soft skills and character building. Soft skills are such things as integrity, work ethic, communication, conflict resolution, attitude, things like that. The other thing that we do is we do help people with interviewing skills and we'll help them to write their resume or tweak their resume if they need it already. Our next session is going to be on Monday, September the 26th. Our sessions are eight weeks long. They run two nights per week and each night is two hour class. Our program is 100 percent free of cost We offer childcare, we offer transportation, and we do give a meal before each class. Right now we are accepting applications for students and we are looking for champions to work with our students. Each session, each student is given a champion assigned to them, and what the champion does is they sit with our student throughout the whole program to help them with the material, to help them with uh, their required tasks, to be an encouragement, to be a support, and basically just be a friend to them. If you're looking for an opportunity to help people, work with people, or be an encouragement to people, or just looking to get into a ministry of some sort, take a look at Jobs for Life. We'd love to have you there and I think you'd enjoy it. If you have any questions, any interests, or you're wanting to be a student or a champion, please contact me, Scott Warren at 417-766-8812 or swarren at sumc.co. Thank you very much and have a blessed day.
1: So we started Jobs for Life. Kim Hammonds, one of our members, directed that ministry. She's now grandma. She gave it up. And so Scott Warren is not a member of our church. He's a part of Hope Church. And we have champions coming from other churches now. And a new Jobs for Life program has started the Old Fairbanks School, the 360 Church. So we've helped to bless that effort. And so there's this continuous effort of expanding the ministry, not about Schweitzer, not about any one group, not about any church, all about the glory of God, all about the community coming together. Greg Burris came and spoke to our board recently, and and he said that, you know, the community looks to Schweitzer. We look to Schweitzer first as the church. And I don't say that for self-glorification, because there's a danger in that. The Council of Churches last Thursday night named us the Church of the Year. I don't say that as self-glorification. But I say this as that a church that is outwardly focused and truly is investing money and time and effort in ministry that is not about ourselves, God's all over that. And it's when you and I get down in the weeds in our own relationships, in our, in our own ways in which we can bless people through our work and through our life together. You take your wounds, you take your disappointments, you take your hurts. But you just offer it to God and you recognize some days are not going to go well. (laughs) But God is there. And it's amazing how God shows up. When we realize that the Holy Spirit isn't interested in individuals, The Holy Spirit is interested in us becoming persons that's a part of the community, part of the community of faith. And finally, one thing I want to say about the Holy Spirit is that to be a Spirit-filled community, we have to keep re-entering the river. I love James Finley's metaphor of the river, That the church and and individuals, we, we come to the river and we've had this experience with God. Have you had an experience with God? When you, you know, you went down to the river and you didn't just put your toe in the river. But you just turned around and you fell in. You have an experience with the Holy Spirit in that way. And what happens so oftentimes, let's face it, in churches, we have to keep renewing ourselves. And as Christian people that have walked with God for many, many years, we have to keep renewing ourselves. And so in the early church, what they did was, well, they they kept going to the temple. They kept coming to worship. They kept praising God. They, They kept losing themselves in their worship of God. They kept hearing the apostles' teaching, the, the teaching of Scripture. They, they kept at prayer. They were a part of, of learning with each other. They, they gave with glad and generous hearts. They, they laid out gifts for the benefit of others. They fellowship. They broke bread together. They hung out together. They did life together. They kept stepping into the river. You just got to keep going down to the river, friends. And no one can go down there for you. You got to go down there yourself. But you don't have to go alone. It's a lot more fun when you go with others. And sometimes you go down to the river and sometimes I find that the river in me, it's just ankle deep. And sometimes it's knee deep. And sometimes it's waist deep and sometimes it's over my head. But it doesn't matter. I just keep going down to the river. Keep going down to the river to pray and to renew myself. But I don't go alone. I get among other people. How long has it been since you went down to the river? How long has it been since... You just dived in. Our band's going to come and lead us in a time of worship, and as they do, I just want to, I just want to pray uh, for us just for a moment. God, we thank you so much for your presence here. We thank you for the river of life, the Holy Spirit that is alive and active in our hearts. Holy Spirit, lead us. Lead us in this time of worship. Lead this church. Lead us, Lord, as as people, as persons. Lead us forward. Lead us together. Lead us out into the community. Bring new people to, to you through us. Help us, Lord, to step into your river in these moments, in this time of worship. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen.